What do you say, everybody? And welcome to this week's edition, really the second edition of Elephant in the Room on Roll Tide Pods. If you're not a subscriber, you better be one. So go like and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Comment. We'd love to hear from you. He's Jed Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie. And uh, all about Alabama and Ole Miss, obviously, we're not going to have as much fun on this show as others because we're not in the studio, but we'll make it work, man. We're, we're both on the road right now. Hey, that's right. This uh, could be a shit show. We'll see. It's an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a press box in Chattanooga. You're in Tuscaloosa right now. So you're you're there. You can get kind of get, give us a vibe of what's going on in T-Town. Hey, guys, Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over. But yours has just begun at my bookie. NFL, college ball, and a brand new cash out system give you options to bet and win all season long. And uh, they are a proud sponsor. Well, maybe not that proud, but of uh, <laughs> Elephant in the Room. All right, let's get into this right away. A lot to talk about it, but your old offensive coordinator, Lane Kiffin. Uh, this week has been very active uh, on Twitter, tweeting uh, a Taylor Swift song that I felt like and a lot of us felt like was geared at Alabama's dynasty collapsing. Um, he questioned who is the real Alabama defensive coordinator. His dog doesn't want to come to Tuscaloosa because of so many five-star prospects <laughs> that Alabama has. Uh, th- what was it like working with him? Is this every day? I mean, you know, sometimes you knew that uh, there was a little media manipulation in there. Uh, I mean, you know, you didn't want the arguments to go too far with uh, Lane because. We just (laughs) lost Jake. There you are. You back, Jake? Yeah. Did you hear me? I didn't hear you, but I I, I don't see you right now. Hmm. Well, like I said, this could be a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? There you go. Oh, there you go. You You didn't even touch anything. It just went out. (laughs) I had a phone call come in and, you know. Oh, we got to forget about those phone calls. Yeah, that's right. That's right. People are looking for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. I'm like, all right, well, where, where the hell did he go? <laughs> oh, Good show. Yeah, yeah. Did turn off. All right, all right. Just <laughs> pick up right where you left off. No, uh, you know, uh, look, Lane was definitely, it was an experience playing for him. Uh, I, I know we talked about before the show that that question that was probably planted at the uh, at the beginning of the press conference in terms of who the coordinator was going to be. Uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot of friends in the media. I think he, he, uh, he sets himself up pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, and I felt like he was just trying to cause a distraction within the Alabama athletic department. I mean, you know, Nick Saban, you know, obviously Nick Saban definitely is a guy who does things his own way and, uh, he doesn't like distractions. He doesn't like nonsense. Um, and and yeah, right. And I mean, and I think this is part of it. And after everything that we've been through the last three weeks, I don't know if Lane Kiffin's really throwing a monkey wrench into <laughs> what Alabama's doing or if he's just pissing off the goat. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think we've got enough things to worry about. Uh, I mean, based on just 
you know, getting on the same page. Uh, if anything, you're kind of unifying that that beast and poking the bear and Coach Saban. Uh, I know historically when you see teams kind of poke the bear and talk trash, it usually does not end up very well for them. Uh, you know, I, I, I think everybody remembers the get your popcorn ready game. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I I'd just I'd be quiet, but I'm I sure am enjoying sitting back and watching it all happen. Well, the thing about him to me is that he has, um, you know, he does the popcorn game stuff, and then he he looked like an idiot, and then, but he just shows up the next day, and no one even really talks about it. If he'd have beaten Alabama, I mean, we'd still be living on the highlights and everything else. It's almost like. He does this stuff and he has like a different accountability than it would be if like Kirby Smart had said, you know, get your popcorn, you know, and then and then took a, a, a beat down to Alabama like has happened a few times. Oh, yeah. It's like that kid that always gets kicked out of class or is suspended. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, you call the parents and the parents are like, oh, again, you know, <laughs> where is everybody surprised when the when the good guy gets in trouble? Uh, I think Elaine just, <laughs> you know, that, that uh that leash is, is a lot more extended for him and he can get away with it. And, and let me tell you, it's funny. It's fun to watch and uh, it definitely makes things more interesting. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it makes us, it's from my standpoint, it's entertainment. I mean, like you get to talk about Alabama football every day and this guy gives you a lot to talk about last year, leading into the Alabama game, Ole Miss was one of the best teams in the country. They lost to Alabama. Then his name kept coming up for the Auburn job, where one reporter even thought that he had taken the job or was going to take the job, and then obviously it didn't happen. Uh, for whatever reason, they ended up with Hugh Freeze and not Lane. And uh, and then the team went on to lose the last four games of the regular season. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's. I mean, it's not to the to the level of Dion, obviously, uh, but I. I guess Hugh Freeze kind of got Ole Miss back on track where where nobody really watched Ole Miss too much. Uh, but I don't think Ole Miss has ever been to this level where people are genuinely interested in seeing the outcomes of the games no matter who they're playing. Uh, yeah. He just – he puts them on a different pedestal because of that, you know, just the attention that he brings and obviously the success that he's had. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it is an entertainment business. You know, I've spent my life around baseball, and it used to be the managers would get thrown out of the game, and part of the entertainment would be the way that they would argue with the umpires. And a lot of it was just – it was just kind of like a show that they would put on, right? And then now, nowadays you don't see that as much, I think partly because of the – just the, the, the way that people are now. I think the umpires uh, aren't as uh, light on the guy that gets thrown out and makes him look bad, you know? So in, in that, in that sense, like I do enjoy all of the shenanigans that do surround Lane Kiffin. I'm just wondering like how this affects Alabama's football team. And you and I've talked about it. I mean, it's been a tough season so far for Alabama. Um, the, the win over, you know, S South Florida doesn't really feel like a win. They got beat by Texas. They lost by 10. It felt like they lost by 50. They didn't do a lot of things right. Alabama standard-wise, um, there's a lot of people questioning Nick Saban. I heard, you know, Paul Feinbaum basically saying that, you know what, it, it, that this is it. I mean, if he loses this game, then, you know, people will be ready to push him out the door. And um, here we are, you know, and the guys, the guys you know, t tweeting Taylor Swift videos at Nick Saban. <laughs> Not, yeah, I mean, not, you know, not I, at Nick Saban, but you know what I mean. Like, directed oh yeah, at oh Nick yeah. Saban. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, you know, to me, you can you can X's and O's people to death, um, but the you know what separates the good teams and the great teams is is the leadership, the cohesiveness. Uh, Alabama doesn't have that right now. Um, I think everybody can agree on that. We're kind of waiting mm-hmm. on that moment, and and when you you know throw some wrenches in there and 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 get on the attack versus a team who hasn't really put it together yet. That's an awfully strong catalyst to uh, to get them there, and and that would be again, I wouldn't want to be the team that plays them the week they figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I I I see this matchup, Jake, and I'm like, if I'm Alabama, I'm going to run behind that offensive line, and I'm just going to pound Tennessee. They got pushed around by Tulane. Uh, you know, they they beat they beat Georgia Tech, but you know, it just didn't feel like they were really in control until the end of the game. Those are two teams. I mean, they're not bad teams. It's not like they're playing South Florida. But at the same time, when Alabama really beat them up, it was running behind the offensive line two years ago. And I feel like that would be the formula to do on Saturday. Yeah, you know, I just – I want to see Alabama establish an identity. Um, I don't know if you watched that Monday night football game on the uh, the Manning cast with when uh, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. <laughs> And Zach Wilson came in there and he was like, run the ball. I don't care if it's third and 18, run the ball. Uh, I don't care what the numbers look like. I don't care if they've got a bunch of people in the box. Just run the ball. I, I Honestly, I just want to see us manhandle the defense. Run, I mean, control the ball, control the clock, and just just show some physicality, show some want to. Run, run Jalen Milrow. Uh, don't be getting out of bounds. Take people on. I mean, play to the Alabama standard of a few years ago. Yeah, right. Be be physical and also go in there and reestablish your dominance. Do you think that Tommy Reese is – is he capable of doing this? I mean, I, I've been – and I know it's only three games, but, man, I've been so underwhelmed by the offense in general and – I felt like Bill O'Brien did a good job, but could have been more creative. I mean, this feels like, and maybe it's that they don't have a quarterback. I don't want to make excuses up for him. I just haven't been impressed. You know, I think, I think when you have guys like, I mean, Sark and and Lane in there who are extremely creative um, and finding matchups, confusing defenses with with motions and and shifts and and getting the ball distributing the ball to, to different players out of different looks. Um, I think you get kind of spoiled. Um, you know, Tommy, he's, you know, he's, I think he's 31. He's pretty new to this. I think he calls plays that, that schematically are good. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more creativity. Um, and again, when I say that, you know, the, the plays that, that Lane came up with and the way that we got there was, uh, a lot of movements and a lot of different options. I mean, when the defense was trying to defend us, they had a lot of people to account for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more diversity on offense. But, you know, again, Tommy's been there for three games. I think he, uh, I think he's a really good offensive coordinator. I just uh, – I think he's kind of feeling it out and figuring out, you know, what are we good at because we still don't really know. Or at least we don't know from watching the games what our strength is going to be. Yeah, and that's that's a definitely a problem. But the good thing is, is that Nick Saban. We talked about this. He announced that Jalen Milrow is going to be the starting quarterback. That kind of sets up the offense, the rest of the team, 
to know that he's the guy leading. You went through the same process, and and you know that's going to help out a lot. But also, you can, as an offensive coordinator, start to set up the offense to benefit his strengths. Yeah, I mean, you know, now we've got we've got our quarterback figured out. Now we just got to figure out who our defensive coordinator is. <laughs> just ask Lane, right? <laughs> yeah, I it's just this is so interesting to me. I just feel like Alabama, why wouldn't you let a dead dog lie? You know, instead of just instead of prodding <laughs> Alabama, they're having all these tr- problems and troubles by running his mouth. I mean, I just feel like if I'm on that team and I'm in that locker room, I'm like, hey, you know what, man, we're not going to let our coach, the be- the best coach ever get talked about like this like it wouldn't you think that and i don't know these guys but if it was me i would be one of the guys in the locker room going hey man i don't care if we if we break our arms or our necks out there on saturday we're not letting these guys talk about our guy like that oh yeah i mean you know they've been through i mean a pretty for alabama it's been a, a pretty embarrassing first three weeks of the season and that's not a shot at them it's just uh you know the standard at Alabama is to dominate physically and win games throughout. I mean, really, I guess, uh, you know, since coach Saban's been there, there hadn't been a few many games at all where, where you lost a game and, and felt like, man, that team may have been better than us. Usually it, it seemed like we were very physical up front and we, we made plays, but we turned the ball over too many times to win and made too many, uh, critical errors. Uh, that Texas game just felt a little bit different. Um, and, and when you, again, put all that together with kind of the embarrassment of, of, I've heard a lot of former players chime in, yeah. uh, you know, the media's beating on them. You finally got your quarterback named. You're hearing all this garbage. The head coach for the other team is giving you hell about, you know, who's the defensive coordinator. The dynasty's falling because of you pretty much. Uh, I mean, you would think that you'd have some pride and you'd stand up and, and get after them physically. Yeah. Plus, I think Alabama's got better players than Ole Miss at a lot of spots on Saturday. I mean, this isn't Georgia where you're where you're talking about four and five stars versus four and five stars. This is, you know, Alabama, four and five stars versus, you know, guys that Nick say that uh, that Lane Kiffin got off the transfer portal and, you know, some of the guys that he had. But talent wise, I would think Alabama's superior. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think. uh Again, the Alabama is going to get who they want for the most part, and um, I think Lane's going to get a lot of great players. But I, I, at Alabama's level right now, with Coach Saban, I don't see Ole Miss. I mean, they may win a few here and there, you know, guys that will pick Ole Miss over Alabama. But for the most part, you're getting guys out of the portal that didn't play at Alabama or you know didn't get recruited very heavily by Alabama. Um, and that's not to say that those guys aren't great players, but, you know, for the most part, it's pretty obvious who the best players are and who aren't. Um, I, I think, we're, I mean, physically, talent-wise, we're, we're a better better team. We just, man, we have got to figure it out mentally and, and uh, get these guys on the same page. they got to get it together internally. Well, I'm going to tell you another team that's had a worse season than anyone here. And that's me betting. I'm one for eight so far. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm one for nine. I'm one and eight this year. So I'm going to turn the Lance's lock. I'm going to turn the Lance's lock to try to salvage my season, right? Um, what, what my sharp out in Vegas told me it's hard to go one and eight. And I agree. 
It is hard to go one and eight. That's a lot of losing. And I bet three games a week. So think about this. That means that I'm I got two overs and a one for. Send me your picks this weekend so I can fade them all. <laughs> oh, you want me to tell you what they are? Because I, I will. Yeah, please do. <laughs> just, just to let you know. Okay. So Notre Dame and Ohio State. I'm so stuck on this, but I'm going to take Notre Dame at home. I, I just tell the fact that they're a home dog uh, <laughs> means that Ohio State's going to win. Um, Bama and Ole Miss. I mean, Bama's part of the reason I've had such a bad start because I seem to take them every week. And I'm going to take them again. Maybe I need to take, take Ole Miss. Oh, man, that's that's my second one. And then Dion and um, Colorado are out in um, uh, Oregon to take on Bo Nix. They're getting 21. I'm going with Dion. Yeah. I mean, come See? on, man. That makes, That's three touchdowns, Jake. Yep, that just okay. I mean, on Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the bet, so the bet, and I have time to change these. So the bets should be Ole Miss, Ohio State, and uh, and Oregon. And that's a three. That's a three for three week. Or you can get up with Lance's Lock, and uh, and and they'll help you out. And you know, and again, our show is brought to you by Lance's Lock and My Bookie. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with My Bookie. Just don't use my picks. <laughs> use use Lance's picks. My, oh, book, it's been, I, my bookie is begging you to, <clears throat> to use mixed picks. Yeah, they are. Yeah, that, that's the, that, they don't want you to get up with Lance. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is the worst year I've ever had. I honestly I can't even believe it. But uh, there's a shift in college football. I mean, there's no doubt about it with the with the transfer portal and, and NIL. I, I saw an interview with Deion Sanders where he's like you know what, we're not going to take high school guys for the most part. We're just going to – why wouldn't we just go in the transfer portal where we can see what a guy does? You know, Jake, you're the you're the one that started all this with your transfer. Everybody <laughs> yeah, saw what right. – <laughs> everybody saw what happened, and now they want to do it. Do you agree <laughs> with that? Uh, I mean, I hate it for the high school kids. I think, I think JUCOs are going to be uh, – really become a hot topic here pretty soon. I think a lot of high school kids are going to have to go that route, the three-star guys, you know. Um, but can you blame them? I mean, you see what a guy does when he when he gets to college. I mean, is he is he uh, mature enough to make it on a college campus and uh, and not get kicked out of school, make the grades, and right. and uh, and then lastly play. So, I mean, I don't blame him at all for going that route. I, honestly, I think most of the schools outside of maybe, you know, the upper echelon schools are going to start doing that. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, Alabama would have to adapt because, you know, they've dominated the high school recruiting game for a long time and and they still are. Um, But I think the point that Dion made is just, it's easier to figure out who can play and who can't when you've already seen a body of work, uh, you know, by where they come from in college. And, And Lane Kiffin was one of those guys you know, come to the sip or whatever it is that, that he's got on his shirt where he goes out and, and, and really tries to uh, recruit transfer players to come to, to Ole Miss. And, uh, and I mean, Ole Miss, is so, they're a solid football team. I mean, year in and year out, they're solid, you know, like for a school that won national championships like in the 50s, right? And then they really oh, yeah. weren't much. They've only beaten Alabama like a hand, like 10, 10 times. It's like 71 games and they've won 12 
there's been like a couple ties, but Alabama's dominated this. And the other thing, Jake, is that honestly, like I don't really know many Bama people that look at this as a rivalry game, but Ole Miss, this is one of their big rivals. Oh, this is the first time that I can ever remember where Ole Miss came in, you know, with their chest poked out, acting like, you know, Alabama really wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, when when we lost to them when I was at Alabama, they were cutting, you know, the goalposts down and, and carrying it out of the stadium. I mean, it was like they just won the Super Bowl, you know. Mm-hmm. And this will be the first time in, that I could ever in my, my lifetime where, well, I say that when Eli was there, I felt like they, they thought, Ole Miss would probably beat Alabama, but outside of it was that, a struggle, uh, but they won. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, again, I, I've just never seen Ole Miss this confident. Well, going into an Alabama game, I mean, and again, I over the last three or four years, obviously we had the get your popcorn ready game. But I, I don't know if I've seen Lane. Obviously, he's poked fun at Coach Saban before, but not you know this nonchalantly and just out in the open before the the week of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one feels so it just feels different. Like I, I I just don't know what to think other than they're probably looking at Alabama on film right now and going, man, these guys can't do anything right. And um I wouldn't necessarily argue with that. But at the same time, you know, like when you when when I, I don't want to compare them to the 2015 team. I don't want to compare them to your team because I don't really feel like it's the same situation. Um, other than they lost the game early in the season, because I didn't feel like you guys were really that far off. You know, I feel like this team's really far off. But all that can change in a second. Yeah, I mean, well, again, when we, you know, we we lost to Ole Miss third game of my year, we, you know, came back and beat Western, I think it was Western Kentucky, or no, Louisiana Monroe pretty pretty good. You knew we were going to be able to run the ball. You know, I mean, we we had that that strength. I mean, it didn't matter who was playing quarterback, we were going to be able to run the ball. Uh, we had a, a a defense full of leadership, and, and again, you just, you're not seeing that. Um, I guess the good thing about last week is, you know, we didn't, you mentioned them watching film not a whole lot to take away from that South Florida game, you know, yeah. uh, there's just not a whole lot to look at. And I, and I still kind of think everybody's scratching their heads wondering what the plan is going to be this week. Uh, you know, again, I, I don't know Jalen Milrow's strengths. I, I mean, obviously he can run the ball mm-hmm. and he, he made some hellacious deep throws against Texas. Uh, it's just those one or two mistakes and, and we're right there in the game. All right. Well, I want your comments, your predictions as we close this uh, episode up. You and I will be back together on Monday, and uh, we will um, definitely make up for the uh, away. This is like the away cast that we'll do. We'll make up for it on Monday. But, but like, final thoughts. I, I'm going to tell you that I I just feel like that Lane Kiffin and, and all of the taunting and trolling and all of that stuff, I think it's a blessing. I think this is the kind of thing that Nick Saban needs. Um, it's It's – it's almost the opposite of rat poison, you know, which was always don't read how great you are. Um, but this is like Ole Miss may be eating the rat poison. They're thinking they're pretty good and they're kind of underestimating Alabama. And so maybe this is what Alabama needs to uh, to get into this game and, and win it. I think Alabama is going to have to establish the run, but I also think it comes down to turnovers. If Alabama doesn't, turn the football over they're going to win this football game 
I, no doubt I, about yeah, it. I don't. I mean, again, I think we establish we have to establish the run. Absolutely, have to. And and with Ole Miss's offense, if we turn the ball over, it's kind of a death nail. It, it, Jackson Dart. Um, I know you know it's not like he was all world last year, but man, this year he looks so good throwing the ball, so comfortable back there. Uh, gonna have to get some stops and cannot turn the ball over. Keep the ball out of his hands as much as possible. Um, get some, but get know, some pressure get, on him too. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and you know, again, I bring this back to last time we were in this situation in 2015. We played Georgia. That was the first big game we played after we lost Ole Miss. And I remember warming up on the other end of the field, and and our defense comes out, and then the Georgia players got all up in their face, and you know, and then it was just a almost a big brawl right there. And I was like, oh yeah, we got this one. <laughs> just just <laughs> off all those big dudes up front. <laughs> Man, that, that's uh, uh, so that was a great game. We, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we have uh, some savages over there on the defensive side that that eat all this up. Yeah, I hope so too. I, we'll talk, have to talk about the experience at the Georgia game last time. Uh, I did my post game show from Mike Johnson's RV after walking out of that game in the in the pouring rain. Man, that was a that place was a mess, and nothing sadder than than when you see an underdog Alabama team come into Athens and just put a boot right up <laughs> the dog's ass. Right. So, <laughs> right. sorry to say it. Let's hope that happens on Saturday. All right, uh, Jake. I, I guess that's it for our show today. But we're going to get back together Monday. We'll talk about the Ole Miss game and start looking at Mississippi. State and don't forget elephant in the room here on roll tide pods part of disrupt the media is brought to you by my bookie Aaron Rodgers his season's officially over but yours isn't it's just begin at my bookie and uh you need to look at Lance's lock don't be one and eight like me Lance has got you hooked up Lance's lock Lance's lock.com but he's he kills it with the NFL. He's he's great at the college football. I did a show on here last year with Lance where we both picked games. Um, and, uh, man, it's just amazing how good he is at knowing the teams and the matchups and all of that stuff. He's really awesome, the best in the business. All right, Jake, awesome seeing you too, man. And uh, we'll see what uh, – fingers crossed for Saturday, man. Roll Tide. Yep. Hopefully we're having a, a few celebratory beers afterwards. That's what I'm all about. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe. Elephant in the room.